2: show my name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck and today we're talking about the most interesting running backs of the 2023 season we're also recording this ahead of time we're lying it's Thursday June 8th is when we're recording this so if anything happens between now and then then please forgive us however the thing already happened because we can just start with Dalvin Cook got released today so or at least they're planning to whatever Dalvin Cook's (laughs) gonna get cut from the Vikings we mentioned this on last week's episode we're not surprised by this because basically the old regime paid too much money to running backs. And the new Vikings front office is like, we don't do that. That's dumb. So they cut Dalvin cook. He's widely expected to go to Miami. By the time you're listening to this, he may have already signed with the dolphins. He, I mean, Dalvin cook is from South Florida and went to college in, at Florida state and then is training there. And also his Instagram story is him at the dolphin stadium. So he I just, think he's going to yeah. go to the dolphins. He wants to be a dolphin bottom line. Who among us doesn't want to, I mean, Messi. Everyone's going to Miami. <laughs> So I want to start with a very simple but kind of deceptive question. DK, would you rather have Dalvin Cook on the Dolphins or Alex Madison on the Vikings now that Cook is gone?
3: Ooh, Cook, I think. The more I thought about it, the more I am less confident about Alex Madison being like a really good fantasy player. I just,
4: I just can't, I just don't think he's very good. He's just not any good. It's the happy Gilmore issue with Alex (laughs) Maddie, With Alexander Madison, he's just not good. That's the problem.
2: We mentioned just this on last week's happy. show,
4: but to DK's point,
2: 404 career carries for Alex Madison, one went more than 24 yards.
4: DK, let me just ask you a question just in a vacuum. What, what would mm-hmm. you rather have in fantasy? A good running back on a bad team or a bad running back on a great team? They have the same role. I mean, I, I lean a good running back,
3: period. Like, I'd rather just have a good running back. I just am more confident in that. But when you look at, like, Jamal Williams last year, I don't know. Do the Lions even count as a good team? I guess they do. So like no, he, like his situation is just so awesome on that offense. That's the only thing that's like keeping me from really being strongly on like good good running back bad team. I'd way rather mm-hmm. have. Um, but yeah, I'm sticking with my answer. Good good running back bad team. I don't I don't like this. I don't like relying purely on situation because it can change so quickly.
2: Alex, that's the thing with Alex Madison where it's so he's made six starts and every time he's played behind Dalvin Cook and had a start, he's been incredible. Here's the thing though,
3: he's had volume.
2: Well, he got... Yeah, he's like incredible in <laughs> fantasy football. He's not been football. incredible. Yeah. yeah he's got okay. incredible in fantasy football. In real And life, that was just was,
3: different coaching staff, by
2: the well, way. Well, here's the thing, though. He, Alex Madison made six starts in his career. Three of them were against the Lions, who can't <laughs> defend the run. And so huh. he's just weirdly always had great matchups and like whatever he played, and he just ended up playing bad teams or whatever, and he's got 25 carries. But he was just getting the Mario Kart rainbow boost. Right. So I think... <laughs> We're all kind of like, eh. However, one, Kevin O'Connell is the coach of the Vikings, said, quote, Madison's got that all, that all three down kind of ownership that he's been capable of for a long time, end quote, which maybe that's just coaching bluster. However, the depth chart behind him is barren. They have Ty Chandler, who had a fifth rounder, he had six carries as a rookie last year. They have Kenny Nawangwu, who's a great kick returner, 22 carries in 28 games in his career. And mm. Dwayne McBride, who's a rookie who has DK, you, you informed me. Dwayne McBride had more fumbles than catches in college. He also <laughs> is not practicing right now the hamstring injury. So like, right, seventh round pick by the way. Yeah, who's gonna do stuff for this team?
3: I kind of I like Ty Chandler just based on how he looked in college. But yes, you're right. This is absolutely it's absolutely a uh, complete unknown in terms of what's behind him. The question is, Heifetz, what if what if they end up signing a veteran before the season starts? By the way, Leonard Fournette's still out there. Cream uh, Hunt is still Cook. out there.
2: Ezekiel Elliott Dalvin Cook Cook. Dalvin's available (laughs) huge fit for the Vikings right there
3: Um, I don't know Uh, yeah I think at the end of the day though I'm just gonna be out on Alexander Madison if he goes off and he's like really good then obviously we'll eat these words but I don't know I just don't get I, I have no confidence that he's gonna be like an electric running back for them
2: what about Dalvin Cook on the Dolphins? I think it's funny. Also, I'm sorry to everyone. I can't say Dolphins. I have like a speech impediment called it. Dolphins. We shouldn't. Dolphins. We don't need to spend
3: too much time on it, considering we don't know if he's actually going to be on the Dolphins. All right, fine. I mean, he <laughs> we'll will, talk about probably.
2: that later. Probably. I mean, he will. All right. I'm going to call him the porpoises. I I, I don't want to subject everyone to me saying Dolphins all the time.
3: <laughs> have you guys? Right. Are you guys too old to have seen Ace Ventura?
4: No, I love. Or, sorry, Ace Ventura. too
3: young. Too young to have seen Ace Ventura. I've seen. You it, do love. No, it? I love. Oh, I love it. That's so good. That's all I have to say about that. Um, all are, right.
4: <laughs> well, I thought a, you were going to give a me a scene quote where, where like, he calls him a porpoise and then Ace Ventura corrects him. Yeah, Ace Ventura absolutely rips. <laughs> I even like if the second one, uh, whatever it's called, that where he goes to Africa.
3: The second one's actually pretty good. The sequel whatever it is good, but yeah.
4: aged perfectly. But oh. the scene where he
2: comes out of the the rhino is pretty great.
4: <laughs> yeah the ass of the rhino and the that's, family's watching that's it i like when he gets hit in
3: well. the th- i like he's we get in the thighs with the spears and then he's just like looking at the spears and like, <laughs> i don't know that's really good uh Ace Ventura mature one though all-timer i still do the thing with the door where you shut the door and you're like oh,
4: oh. <laughs> uh, <thankful> is einhorn
2: <laughs> who the hell is that he sees a picture from across the room laces out man Honestly, the Jim Carrey movie, I always, Bruce Almighty, when he's like, all these horses are nowhere to gallop. I think I say that to myself whenever I'm in traffic for like 20 years.
4: <laughs> um, we we just had a rewatchable come out last week, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, nice. I got to tell you, you, know how
2: DK always loves to be like, airport, you flying somewhere? And then one well, day yeah. he lost <laughs> his Why luggage. You and, the I, airport? <laughs> and then one day he lost his luggage, needed me to drive him to the airport. And I actually got to ask
4: him, flying somewhere. And he was like, <laughs> no. He's like, I I saw the suitcase. I put two and two together. (laughs) All
2: right,
1: next (laughs) up, running backs. What are we
4: talking about fantasy football? I don't know. Uh, Other
2: running backs who are fun. So we got Christian McCaffrey as the number one guy. We have Austin Eckler as the number two guy. At fantasyfootball.thringer.com, where we have our fantasy rankings, really at DK leading the charge here, we have Bijan Robinson as our number three running back. And I actually think, DK, you have him as your number three overall player, like straight up.
3: Mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited about him. We're coming off of the draft. He's a really good prospect. One of the best prospects in Saquon Barkley, probably really good in both the running game and the passing game. It's going to be on a team that feeds him the rock. They picked him. What was it? Eighth overall. They were already a good rushing team last year. So he's landing in a good situation to be efficient. Um, I think everything that you look at with him, I'm super excited about. I probably end up like chilling out a little bit and moving him down slightly. I think as we get closer to the season, I'm probably going to get a little more excited about the receivers and feel better about like Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson, those guys.
4: Yeah, but you're not going to move him below any other running back though, are you?
3: Mm, probably not at this point. If you look at the past 10 years, like the last decade or two of guys that have been drafted in the top 10 running backs that have been drafted in the top 10, like all of them smash. It's like you're automatically, almost surely, unless you're injured, going to get a ton of volume, a ton of volume. Um in fact, the average season for the top 10 running backs over the last 10 years. So this is Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott, Todd Gurley, and Trent Richardson. They averaged those, those guys averaged 244 rushes, um, and almost 10 touchdowns. So, Not
2: only do I think that's compelling. I actually think that data set is outdated in the sense that it's more meaningful now for right. a running back to go in the top 10 than it was in the last 10 year sample. So the Falcons, yeah. it's like deflation where it's, Bijan's closest comp is Saquon, who went second, but like he went eighth. It's just so much more important for a team to take a running, or yeah. less important for a team to take it that when they do, it's a huge signal. Also, the guys around him are when DK first said, I'm going to just have Bijan my third running back. I thought it was a little crazy a month ago. And since then, I've both mellowed. But you look at the guys around him. It's basically so we have McCaffrey and Eckler as our top tier where it's like you are picking nits. But if you want to take Eckler and McCaffrey first, like I'm not going to argue against you. And then we have Bijan, yep. Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, and Josh Jacobs. I'm souring a little on those other three. Jacobs again. I, me and Jacobs have a history, but the fact that the Raiders are like, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, we just gonna cut him before the season. Is it gonna be Aiden O'Connell quarterback? Little scary. Mm-hmm. And then Jonathan Taylor. I just think that the Anthony Richardson at quarterback is gonna just like suck up so much. Like it's not he, ideal. He's yeah. gonna steal rushing touchdowns and also goodbye checkdowns. It's not Matt Ryan. I, I mean, you know what I mean? Anthony Richardson, there's no checkdowns. He's going to just scramble. So I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to catch as many passes. And then also, like, it's not fun when it's like J- the Eagles offense with this sh- Shane Steichen, and their coordinator going to be the Colts head coach. It's like Jalen Hurts has twice as many touchdowns as Miles Sanders the last two years. So you factor all that in. I'm like, yeah, I think, DK, I think you're right. I think Bijan
4: is the number three running back. I think you're right, too. I'm actually, like, fully convinced I don't really have any <laughs> huge arguments. I mean,
3: just especially in the just overall running back, you know, playing field or whatever. Like there's just no other guys that are almost guaranteed to get extremely high volume. You know, that they're really good players. I mean, I and I feel very, very strongly that Bijan is a very good player. And then in a situation where it's going to be like heavily focused on him, it's going to be him, Drake London, Kyle Pitts in their offense. And it's just going to be, you know, they're going to be funneling most of the looks to those three guys. And I think Arthur Smith is going to want to run the rock. So, I think Bijan's going to get a ton of opportunities. So the only thing that's like really holding me back from getting too excited is just Desmond Ritter and like how good is this offense going to be? Are they going to get into the red zone? Maybe not. That's the only thing that's kind of worried, worrying me right now.
4: Yeah, you're picking nits at to the top. But like you said, you'd rather have a good running back on a bad team. Trust the talent. Trust the process. Trust the talent. Plus, he's
3: absolutely going to get insane volume.
2: I, I mean, I feel like there's no reason Bijan won't lead Lee in touches this year. Trust the process. Craig, I want like a temperature check. On the injured running backs, we've got in the top yep. thirty: Tony Pollard, and Brees Hall. Pollard, who's faster now?
4: Well, they're both <laughs> faster the now. I don't, I don't know if you saw. Apparently, Brees Hall ran twenty-two miles an hour this month, which is faster than any speed he reached during the season last year. So they're Dang. both faster now. So should we actually be
2: downgrading healthy players because all the injured ones come back faster?
4: I think so. I think everybody just should, should electively get ACL surgery. Everyone's just a drafted.
3: cyborg nowadays. Modern medicine, seriously, honestly.
4: <laughs> um. Yeah, Pollard and Brees Hall are the two most interesting guys in that like, l- like they're 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 going to be the number one running back on your fantasy team, but they're like lower tier number one running back guys. The Pollard is is just so bizarre because he obviously had the injury, but I guess he's faster now. But he was like so electric last year. He, he was like the best running back in the fucking league. He was the, in total. He was the RB seven last year with Ezekiel Elliott playing with I know. him. It's insane. Like, Tony Pollard was not in the top 25 in terms of touches per game. Top 25, and he was the seventh best running back in fantasy.
3: Craig, I think at one point last year, I literally tweeted, like, I, Tony Pollard might be the best player in the NFL, like, legitimately.
4: Yeah, like, I have both these guys under the, like, what am I missing category. I, I <laughs> If Tony Pollard's, like, healthy, I know I, part of my thing is, like, I like the year after the year after the guy comes back from the injury, but, like, I don't know, man. If Tony Pollard's like running around in training camp and looks good, like, do I take him in fifth overall? I might. Why wouldn't sure. I? What I think am, What am I missing?
2: To the year after the year after, it depends on the injury. Like, it, right. It, broadly speaking, multi-ligament tears. It's like when there's an ACL tear. It's 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 a different process than ACL and meniscus ACL and MCL. ACL, like it gets complicated. Saquon had multi-ligaments. J.K. Dobbins, I guess, two years ago at this point had like multi ligaments and it was like bad Javante Williams this year for the Broncos complicated knee injury. Basically when you have to rehab multiple things at once, it's like complicated. So Pollard broken leg is just different. And then Breeze hall, it was like a much simpler process. So I think that's why we're also great name, great names for both of them. Just pretty willing to make an exception. Just to your point, like they were both incredible when they played and I, I with Pollard, honestly, if he steps on the field, at training camp, I know he's not actually faster, but if he steps on the field training camp and starts fully participating the first day of training camp, is there any reason he shouldn't be next to Saquon and Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs in like our second tier?
4: I was going to say, like, I'm telling like right now, gun to your head. Would you rather have Josh Jacobs or Tony Pollard? I think Pollard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think this is
3: the year that we should actually doubt Josh Jacobs, (laughs) like unlike last year.
4: Because he had so many fucking touches last year. It's like a little bit
3: worrisome, you know? But
4: What's the opposite of a post-hype sleeper where it's like they were good and now we're out on them? (laughs) I think it's called, I think it's called, um, sell the high. Yeah, yeah, but we need it. We need like, we need like the opposite term for post-hype sleeper. It's like, it's like pre-hype. I don't know. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Email us.
3: (laughs) Always, always write just early or whatever. What is it that we say? Never wrong this wrong. wrong, never wrong you tell June?
4: We can't even say words. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Never wrong I'm, just, I'm
3: not able to talk very well. Uh, yeah. Pollard.
4: The other okay. guy I want to talk about is Brees Hall, who kind of just like burst onto the scene last year. I, I Everyone thought he was going to be pretty good, right? I, I don't think anyone expected this, but it was like the show Homeland. It was like, oh, okay. A show with Claire Danes and, and Damian Lewis. This looks good. And then the first season happened. Everyone's like, holy shit. This show just beat Breaking Bad in the Emmys. Is this like the best show on television? I feel like that was Breeze Hall. He just like stepped in and was shitty quarterbacks and was immediately fantastic. He He was the number six running back in fantasy in the seven games he played before he got hurt. And he was doing everything. He was breaking tackles. He was like catching passes. He like looked completely electric. Yeah. And yes, he tore his ACL. He's recovering now. He's apparently ran 22 miles an hour in practice this month. And, you know, you insert Aaron Rodgers and like, man, I know once again, this is the I'm going against my rule about the injury thing. But God damn it, if I'm not intrigued by Brees (laughs) Hall at his draft spot right now, because this guy could be a top five running back in the fucking league. He already was with Mike White and Zach Wilson.
3: I think the hard part with Brees for me is I, I hear everything you're saying. And yes, he's like he's still very young. So that means he's probably more likely to come back from the injury more quickly um, and it's not going to be as big of a deal. Like you said, it wasn't the multi ligament thing. So it wasn't as big of a worry. Um, but he's not cheap, Craig. Like he's, according to fantasy pros, at least, like he's the 20th ranked player. You know, we have I mean? him like, like 26th. You have, yeah. We're and a little we're bit like low, low like slightly low on him relative to, you know, the consensus rankings or whatever. But like he's not cheap. Like you have to take a pretty big swing on him. And I always worry, not so much necessarily that he's going to like, retear his ACL but there's just going to be other injuries that are related to it you know what i mean like hamstrings calves things like that that kind of crop up during the year it seems like that always happens with guys who have ACLs um the year after cuz they have they're you know compensating for something so that's just yeah. my main worry but maybe like <laughs> I, at the end of the day honestly it's not a hard, it shouldn't be a hard and fast rule it's just one of those things that worries me a lot
2: Craig's doing the Seinfeld touching his head the higher up he touches the feet <laughs> I I got, yeah
3: he's he's going to he's gonna be fine
2: As soon as DK mentioned hamstrings, Craig just put his hand on top of his head. It was like instinctive. Yeah. (laughs)
4: Look, look, it's June. I'm horny. I need to go home to my wife and just draft, you know, Derrick Henry. (laughs) Derrick Henry is your wife. Absolutely. Um, Hey, man, this guy's 22 years old and he has a torn ACL. Go home to your fucking wife. (laughs) You don't want to be out here.
2: (laughs) Speaking of year after the year after, I mentioned him earlier, but JK Dobbins, man. It's actually the oh, year after now. He's my
3: guy this year, man. I'm so really? excited about Dobbins. I don't
4: know why I'm just like, I like don't like him as a fantasy player. He like pissed me <laughs> off last year too much. I'm like, I'm done. Even Dude, though he sure be got great. bent
3: backwards the wrong way, it was like absolutely, it was like exactly the wrong way. It looked like a, I don't know, like a flamingo leg or something. What are the legs? What are the bird legs that go with the backwards? No, you had it. Yeah, yeah I think I it, it is flamingos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? had it the first okay. time. Uh, nice anyways, job. it wasn't good. It looked
4: painful. And I sure think it's enough, all birds. He like tore also. his
3: quad or something like that. <laughs> Is it all birds?
4: What? I think all birds have like the concave knee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, flamingos are just just you flamingos. Know. Yeah. Birds um, stand weird. They, they stand. <laughs> their knees are. They, they, oh, I, they guess they yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess they all do. Google bird. Get back. Yeah, I guess they all do. I never thought about
3: yeah.
2: that. Why aren't our it, legs like that? Yeah.
3: Wait, are dog legs like that too?
4: Um. No. No. <laughs> Why
2: do I not know what this looks like? Yeah. <laughs>
4: what because I don't think about a like dog. a dog like a dog yeah, no, dogs, like no a-
2: they bend forward because the dog <laughs> forward. Cat, the back legs of cats are fucking weird I don't know where the foot begins and they the got leg extra ends joints and- who knows
3: what's going on in there cats are wild um, anyway what were we talking about <laughs> Craig yes I agree like last year he, he was really frustrating because especially because he was like so mad at Ian Rappaport for saying that he might not be ready for week one or the training camp I can't even remember and then and he then ended he up like missing week one. So he was
4: <laughs> You know what I think of when I think of J.K. Dobbins? This is what I think of. 11 carries, 78 yards. That's what I think of when I think of J.K. Dobbins.
3: That's fair. That's fair. I think the, the main worry, and it's still a worry, although like I'm hopeful that they'll maybe get him more involved, is just he doesn't catch passes. He's in the Lamar Jackson offense. They don't really dump it off to running backs. It's not a big part of their game. I think he's capable of doing it, but it is a huge unknown whether he's going to do that at all this year in the, in the Todd Monken offense. Um, but man, he's just so explosive. He's so fun. He he, kind of fits to me in the same mold, and maybe I just get too excited about these guys. Is like a, a Kenneth Walker type guy who's just so fun to watch run that it it beats out or it like you know nullifies your fears over like what he's going to do in the passing game. Maybe that shouldn't be the case, but J.K. Dobbins to me coming out, especially I don't know where he is now. Hopefully he's back to full health, but coming out, he was just one of the most electric runners. Period. Um, and I just want to bet on guys like that that are so good at running.
2: We, com. We have Dobbins forty first. Uh, we have him actually. I mean, we, right after we got Burrow and Lamar and Fields, we got to move him down. I there's no way I'm taking JK Dobbins over like Lamar.
4: When the Ravens are are like running, per, like right when they're like actually operating at, at their potential, JK like it, there is no running back and no system that looks easier to run in than the Ravens. Like JK yeah, he's Dobbins, average like,
3: like seven yards of carry.
4: Yes. Gus Edwards is mean, eight yards a clip. Yes. It is It is insane. You're like, I don't know how it, no one touches this guy until he's like at the, the 10 yard mark. It's ridiculous. So I get it. I, I mean, he, he's very enticing when you watch him, but then you're like, you end up seeing he only gets like 13, 14 touches a game. And you're like, eh.
3: Well, here, yeah, Craig, I actually looked at So over the last uh, four games of the season, when you started to get healthy um, and was being utilized a lot, he averaged 14 carries for 99 yards, um, yeah, I mean, seven that's good. yards a carry which is like exactly what you'd expect. Uh, But I only think, I think he only had like two touchdowns. So it wasn't like a big score, but this, by the way, was only on 40% of snaps. Um, And my question, I guess, going into the year is maybe that 40% snap rate stays the same. And then we're really, really sad about drafting him 40th overall. But if it goes up to like 60, whereas he's the lead back, you know, Gus Edwards is sort of the change of pace, like bowl, like, you know, early down guy who's just going to bowl into the line and go, like go straight forward if he starts getting 60, 65% of snaps, um, he could be the type of guy who has like 18, 19, 20 carries a game and really put up big numbers. And I, I just think if, the off, if this offense takes a step up, he seems to be scoring a lot of touchdowns. So I don't know. I'm just like, I'm. he's one of those guys that's hard to rank. He's very hard to rank because I have this inherent bias that he's a really, really good player. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think just, you could, you could paint a picture where this offense gets a lot better and he scores a ton of points.
2: Craig, do you... Uh... Does all this Ravens talk make you want to talk about Pittsburgh?
4: It does. One of the running backs I'm genuinely interested in, my my fandom uh, notwithstanding, is Najee Harris. Mm. Quintessential post-type sleeper. This is year three for him. And I think perhaps he's become underrated. Rapidly. Last year, he obviously took a step back. He was the 19th best running back in fantasy compared to the ninth, his rookie year. But I would argue both those years, the last two years for the Steelers have just been fucking weird. Like... Year one, he was with yes. immobilized Ben Roethlisberger, doing the park and bark like he wasn't. He didn't move. He was the Adele at a concert, just standing in the park parking and barking. And and then last Adele year at a concert? he comes, Does she just not
3: dance or whatever?
4: Yeah, she just stands and sits <laughs> and and on
3: the stool. Oh my god, what a what a reference. That's good.
4: And last year he had plantar fasciitis in August, and he still didn't miss a game. And he played through. And he played with you know. Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett in like a weird watered down Pittsburgh offense against a really hard schedule. And yeah, he was the RB19. And you're like, okay, but there's so many reasons what, you know, why that was the case. And he's clearly very talented and he can do everything. And he's still got a ton of work. You know, he he was sixth in opportunity share last year. He was eighth in total touches. Like they were still using him pretty much as a bell cow. Um, So I'm just like, I don't know. I actually think this is the first year where the Steelers' offense might actually look kind of normal, and Matt Canada can finally take the reins himself. Like, uh, Najee Harris is probably a top ten back, and we just don't see it. He, he's a, he's the guy, Craig. we
3: as we update our ranks throughout the summer. Like, he's the guy. I think in my first rankings, I had way too low. Um, he in it's the the plantar fasciitis thing is I think the main one. It's like you kind of forget that he was battling injuries last year, and that was a big part of the reason why he was. He just looked slow on the field. In fact, there were times where people started being like, Jalen Warren is straight up just better than Najee. Every time he touches the ball, he's just more efficient. But I think a big part of that was because he had a foot injury that really slowed him down. And if he's healthy, you know, the volume thing is never going to be a question, it feels like, with Mike Tomlin. Like, they drafted this guy in the first round. They're going to ride him until the wheels fall off, literally, like, with him in terms of he just can't play. You know what I mean? This is one of the guys, probably one of the few running backs in the NFL where you can almost guarantee he's just going to get tons of volume and that's going to be something you can take to the bank. And so I think I have him too low. I want to move him up. And I I agree with you. I think he's a great post type sleeper. I think he's going to look better and a little more, have like a little more juice this year than he did last year. And I think the offense overall is just going to be better. And so there's a lot of uh, variables that are working in his favor right
4: now. Including the O-Lions should be better. They've obviously, they yeah. obviously drafted a first rounder, Broderick Jones, this year. So I don't know. Yeah, so of Liz Frank Sprain in August. You run with your feet. I don't know. I, I, do you know
2: people with foot injuries who are like, yeah, no, it's totally fine eight months later?
3: Was it Liz Frank or fasciitis? And if
2: I don't know he, if there's a huge difference. Definitely a Liz Frank Sprain in August. Yeah. I'm not sure what else. Oh, that's developed. what it
4: was. then. sorry, I thought it was plantar fasciitis. Regardless. Also, like, th- this team had no offense last year. They could barely move the ball. Teams are stacking the box on them. Like, if they can actually like become a real offense this year, it could, it's going to do a lot for Najee.
2: Yeah. All right, DK, next guy.
4: Kaivitz, are you in or out on that? Give me your thoughts, big dog. <laughs> Get off the fence, man. Like, you just move on? Not even a single opinion? That's unlike you. You must hate this.
2: <laughs> no, I just agree with everything you said. But I also love Najee Harris. and His girlfriend loves the Steelers. Did you know that, Craig? This is
3: true. No, I actually, he's never mentioned her, it. Got her. <laughs> Motherfucker. <sighs> <laughs> By the way, Hyven's picture posted pictures of Jackie online. Just a uh, th- hundred comments. Flex, flex, flex. Oh, wait, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, it's so those good. The comments and the The Your awesome. fantasy football listenership is showing up big time, and I really appreciate it. <laughs> Kai,
2: Kai just said a flex. I what love that. What was the question? I I... <laughs> <laughs> what do you like? What do you do? You like Najee? Uh, no, I agree with everything Craig said. I'm what I'm torn about is that. He's still like a very fun, likable player with like, he's I I, I think he's a big name. He's like a mid-tier. I'm basically, I'm wondering if you can actually get a discount on him or not. I see what Craig's saying, but I'm torn. You're right that Jalen Warren looked better than him last year, but Jalen Warren was like, it was because Najee was hurt. Jalen Warren is a pipe dream,
3: and I love Jalen Warren, but th- <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Like, they're going to give the ball to Najee like 30 times a game. Jalen Warren's going to get four touches, and it's going to be exciting. It's the it's the Zeke Pollard thing all over again. I, I'm not saying he's as good as Pollard, but I'm saying like we're all going to want Jalen Warren to get more touches. It's not going to happen.
2: I think, I'm think i looking at our tiers right now, and we've got I mentioned the first two tiers, and we've got Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, Travis Etienne, Ramondre Stevenson, and basically what I'm looking at when I look at Najee, what I'm, I'm it's not that I don't like him. I'm saying should we really have Brees Hall and Najee Harris in the same tier? That's what I'm wondering.
4: Well, the only I mean I think Brees Hall would be. Oh, wait, you're saying. We well, should move Breach
2: up, and then suddenly it's Najee with like Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, I guess Gibbs at the head of it, Ken Walker. Who yeah,
4: think... but Joe Mixon is only there because of the potential suspension. He wouldn't be there. Like, he's really with Aaron Jones, he's with Jameer Gibbs, and he's with Ken Walker. Does that sound right?
2: Yeah. I hate Ken Walker, but yes.
4: I don't know. I don't like well, Najee Harris. I hate
2: Walker. I just genuinely don't understand. This is a different conversation. So, again, Ken Walker, Seahawks second rounder last year. Draft, draft another second rounder this year zach i love charbonnet. ken walker me too all right here's hell how, yeah here, here's my question so right I can't now we, enough have, of them. we have ken walker ranked 24th mm-hmm. we have ken we have zach charbonnet 123rd I, that's mostly in line with like that's that's not crazy dk here's my question mm-hmm. who's more likely to like be the re, get receiving work by like midway through the season zach charbonnet or ken walker Who's more likely
3: to get well, and like when you say he's more likely to get receiving work, there's a lot of all right shades of gray. In there. Who's on the field? Probably, probably Charbonnet. Who's
2: good? Who's more likely like mid season? Who's more likely to like get goal line touches? Like it's first, it's third and goal at the two. They're gonna run it. Who's gonna get the ball, Charbonnet uh, or Walker?
3: I lean Walker, but I there, I suppose there is a question mark there. There's a lot of question marks when it comes to Seahawks. I just lean on again. This is going back to what we talked about earlier. I think Kenneth Walker is just way better.
2: Like, I know. I just like, I just think he's going a way better player. picks later. They're both yeah. second up. That's all.
3: Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe we should move Charbonnet up a little bit. I mean, I, I feel like, so where are we at? Cons- where are we relative to consensus with Walker? Are we right around? Um, we're not we that got him off. twenty. We got him 24th. So we're a little bit above consensus. And that's my fault, mainly. It's because, um, yeah. But I don't know. To me, just watching Walker, everything you look at last year. So I actually um, put these stats together. Last year, despite not starting like the first four or five games because Rashad Penny was ahead of him. He finished 11th among running backs in yards, 1,050. He had nine touchdowns, which was tied for ninth. He was 12th in PFF rush grade, fifth in rushes of 15 and plus yards. So he was ripping off explosive runs, second in breakaway rate. So he was turning runs into 15 plus yard rushes on like a higher rate than all but one person. And then he had 54 spins tackles, which is 12th. He's like a top 12 running back. Um, And that was on that was despite missing like the first four games or not missing but not being a starter for the first like four or five weeks. And so I don't know to me he's just the talent is going to show out he's the a lot of people have been tw- uh, bringing up the success rate thing and I think that's it's a valid critique of his style of running but like Saquon Barkley is a boomer rust runner like there's a lot of guys that are boomer rust runners. He's still, like, way, way... To me, he's just so much better than Charbonnet. I think Charbonnet is a good player. Yeah,
2: but you're making the classic mistake of someone who, like, loves and watches football, which is, like, it's not about (laughs) good players. It's it's about which random Jamal Williams tumbles into the end zone 18 times.
3: Well, it's funny that you bring up Jamal Williams, though. Like, I could see a similar breakdown in terms of how the Seahawks do is as the way that the Lions did it with Williams and DeAndre Swift where Swift Swift is like the Charbonnet in this one where he's getting like far fewer snaps he's getting but he's getting like high value touches so um, I guess it is going to be up to Walker to get into the end zone but I think he just rips off so many explosive runs that he's not going to get it he's not going to need as much elite volume because he's going to be more efficient you know what I mean he's
2: he's in the JK Dobbins but I have two questions for you if the season happens 10 times, how many of those 10 are Charbonnet and Walker more or less equal or is even better over the course of fantasy out of 10 times? How many times does that happened?
3: How many times is Charbonnet better?
2: More or less like it's a wash. Straight up. I like guess like about one, the fantasy one or points two. Wise. I don't know. My point being is 100 spots later. And so it's like Ken Walker, you're going to take him over like take him over Brees Hall, take him over Olave, take him over Patrick Mahomes. I just I don't know. I'm out on Ken Walker this year.
3: Okay, that's fair. I can't say that I'm without concern about Kenneth Walker. Again, it's to me, it's just more like my conviction that he's a fucking really good player. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I, that's just like where I am with it. I, I understand coaches are dumb. You can never assume coaches are going to be the most logical people.
2: Yeah, well, the coach drafted
3: Zach Sharpenay. It's because they needed running backs. It's not because of Kenneth Walker's success rate. You know, like to, I just, I just don't buy that. All right. I hate, I hate it when mom and dad fight.
2: I, I didn't say success rate. He's arguing with random people on Twitter.
3: Well, I'm, I'm arguing. Yeah, I am arguing with random people. I'm not saying that the success rate is irrelevant. I'm just saying I don't think that's why they picked Charbonnet. I don't think it's going to keep Kenneth Walker off the field. And Kenneth Walker's ripping off explosives. And that's what Pete Carroll wants.
4: Kenneth Walker moves like a like a boxer. His feet. He's got like Muhammad Ali feet. You know, he like <laughs> yeah. shuffles.
3: Absolutely. He, he, run, he, runs like, he runs like he's on an elliptical. His legs just move differently. It's very strange. He's way faster than he looks.
2: Craig, you going to take Ken Walker or Jalen Hurts? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We're going to move him down. Great. <laughs> uh-
0: <laughs> Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house.
2: Ck, give us another guy.
3: Um, Let's see here. Who we got next? Uh, Rashad White. To me, this is a very interesting player this year. Um, He was a guy that I was pretty excited about coming into last year. He ended up doing kind of well as a rookie in terms of at least the volume and the amount he was playing. Um, He had a bunch of catches last year. He had 50 catches, which was 11th among running backs. Um, But if you look at his rushing efficiency, it was really bad. So he's sort of, I guess, the opposite in terms of uh, Kenneth Walker, where his role, I think, is going to be pass catcher. He's like a DeAndre Swift-type player where you're not going to get a ton of efficiency as a runner. He might not even get very much volume as a runner. But he's so he's the
4: ca- rare bad player on a bad team. <laughs> well, I think he's good at catching <laughs> passes. Or <K-Nolo>
3: <laughs> He is good at catching passes, and which and that's why, ultimately, I'm kind of excited about him, even though he's on a bad team and he's not. he had bad rushing stats as a rookie. I think just the passing game usage is going to be so important and so... Um, like uh, well, useful, especially in half PPR and PPR. I mean,
2: to be fair, the rushing stats—it's the Roethlisberger syndrome where Brady just took everything in shotguns so they didn't really have like a great running game because it was like it, the, the old Park a and Bark, Park and yeah, the Adele. <laughs> I like the Adele. Is the, Adele has definitely never been compared to Ben Roethlisberger before. <laughs> it's definitely never happened.
3: Um, last year, Rashad White, sixty-eight percent of his points in PPR came from his receiving work. So. That kind of tells you about how his season was. He was uh twelfth among running backs and targets with 58. He had 50 catches, uh, 290 yards. Not very efficient as a pass catcher. Um, but you know, at least he's getting the volume there. And I think whether it's Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, which we don't know what that's gonna be. This Ugh. is obviously like a tough situation, but neither of those guys are run first quarterbacks. So in theory, dumping it off to running backs, using them in the passing game. This offense isn't gonna be I don't think super explosive down the field where they're ignoring their running back. So I, I don't know. I He's one of those guys that's going to be an enigma going into drafts, I think. I don't know how I'm going to feel about drafting him, but I do think he has that upside and he's being underrated because because everyone's talking about how bad he was as a rusher. You know what I mean? We
2: overshot White he- 60th overall. Uh, so right next to Cam Akers. Is that too high? What do you think? It's too low. I, I think it's pretty, like he says, he's, he's going to be the, even if they, basically, the barring they sign like an Ezekiel Elliott, which could totally happen. Um, I think that's totally, that's that's a pretty good range. If anything, it's probably if you actually get him at 60, it's pretty good. Craig's super skeptical. Craig could not look more skeptical of this.
4: I don't know. I, he just seems like a real in theory guy. Like in theory, <laughs> Rashad White could have Craig, a good year. I'm like, yeah.
3: can you name the other running backs on the roster? Don't cheat. Oh, that's a good take. Chase Edmonds. Yep, Who got benched last year
4: because he was so freaking terrible on the Dolphins. I, I, uh, I will go to the grave thinking Chase Edmonds is good. Chase
2: Edmonds gets a He got benched because they signed him for a
4: system that he had never done. Go, wasn't go good watch
3: him. him last year. I mean,
4: I'm just and saying then, he
3: looked he looked terrible.
4: Don't they have the other rookie they got, Kashawn Vaughn?
3: Yeah, but he's like in his third year now.
4: Oh, okay. He's had a tough that's go it, of it. That's, that's, that's <laughs> every running back has really on the Bucs, other than Leonard Fournette, who also like isn't really that good. Didn't have a great go. go. Hey, what?
2: He won a Super Bowl. He
4: scored the winning touchdown at a Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess that's fine. So? he
2: didn't
3: <laughs> Touchdown, <laughs> Lenny. Playoff, Lenny.
4: Sky Moore also scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, you know, things happen. Who? Oh,
3: (laughs) Scotty. Wait, wait,
4: Scotty Miller? Sky Moore. Sky Sky Moore. Oh, Sky Moore.
3: Okay, okay. He's on the Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) What just
1: happened?
2: (laughs) What was that?
3: You were talking over him, probably, is uh, what happened. They also have Sean Tucker, an undrafted free agent, who is, like, the biggest threat to him of all the running backs. So, I'm saying, like, the situation is pretty good for Rashad White relative to guys who would have like better players behind him if that makes any sense i don't want anything to do with baker mayfield and kyle trask <laughs> that's
5: again fair. once
2: again kyle trask did you guys do this in your phone is it just made like his he autocorrects to trash it's kyle trash type please take out your phones and try this <laughs> right it's tough
4: you know that apple got rid of the the fucking turning into ducking oh thank About god time i know Jesus. what were they doing that was a problem like in protecting high school Protecting the children, Craig.
2: <laughs> I think they did it on purpose because like they made a whole sh- like the app store doesn't have like porn apps. Like they really want Apple to be like the family thing, and I think they just kind of clung to it. They porn want Apple apps? to be the family. Are there thing? porn
4: apps?
2: <laughs> no, there's not. I'm
4: saying like Imagine Apple, having like- a porn app. No, is that something you're a- in search of, Heifetz? No, I'm just saying that they're family. What are you talking about? I have a girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Flex. Don't need one, girlfriend. No. Okay. Hey. No one. No one horn. pulled out their phone for Kyle Trask. Were we really <laughs> supposed right, to do that? Geez. It felt
3: like rhetorical. I believe it, that you it, did it, that. It it's happens. such a
4: classic Heifetz move to make us do this. <laughs> yes, it does go to trash. I'm just saying.
3: <laughs> I refuse to do it. I'm just Craig on this one. Okay, so Heifetz, where are you at? Craig's out.
2: I'm I out. Think Baker's
3: gonna.
2: No, I'm in. I'm in on Rashad White. Enjoy. Enjoy the
4: Baker Mayfield... <laughs> Era.
2: We'll see if they sign Zeke. That would be a bummer. Oh, yeah. Uh, Why would
4: they sign Zeke? I feel like that's the last thing they need. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen NFL teams, Craig? <laughs> well, I think the real answer is like I, he does all the
2: unsexy things that they'll get fantasy points. Like he Zeke's like top five He falls and running forward back. for
4: three and a half yards on every run. Zeke needs to go to a team with a quarterback who doesn't want to get hit.
2: Keyshawn Vaughn is the only thing between the Bucks and Kyle Trash starting running back if Baker gets hurt.
4: Honestly, the Jets should have signed Zeke. Why? Because then he could fill in for Brees Hall. He can block for Aaron Rodgers. It's great. He can be the. I think the the Jets have like really good running back. They got Michael Carter. They got Zonovan Knight.
3: They tried to draft Jameer
4: Gibbs. Apparently, the Jets are weird.
3: Yeah.
4: All right. I don't know. He should just be on a team where he can like play for a vet quarterback, and the team's good, and he can like play forty percent of the snaps. Chargers, honestly. Sure.
2: Yeah. The Chargers
4: have been
3: searching for an RB2 for like a decade, it feels like. They just need somebody. And he's slow enough that he can play for them. Yet he's somehow faster than Josh Kelly. Yeah.
2: All right, any
3: other guys, DK? I'd like to talk about DeAndre Swift really quickly. How? We, what's the temperature check on DeAndre Swift going into next year?
4: Just him? Or are, you, are you interested in just him or the Penny-Swift combo meal?
3: I guess Penny-Swift and uh, Kenny Gainwell. Like the, what, what do we do with this backfield, I guess is my question. Are we confident about DeAndre Swift? Do we think he's actually like going to be in a basically the exact same role as last year? My questions with him too are: can can he stay healthy? Same same goes for uh, Rashad Penny. Number two, what happens to his pass? Because he's he came into this uh, he came into last year as the pass catching guy, and that's what his role was. He was much much better as a pass catcher. He actually was the RB twenty one last year for the Lions and half PPR points per game, uh, despite carrying the ball just ninety three times. He only had ninety three carries last year. And he was still the RB twenty one, and but largely because he was very good in the passing game. Now he's on a team that their running back, or sorry, their quarterback is essentially a running back. He's not going to drop the ball off probably too much to the to the running backs. He's not going to, you know, I could see DeAndre Swift being kind of irrelevant in the passing game. And does that make him irrelevant? Period. Like I I just don't know what to do with DeAndre
4: Swift. I think he's a good player. I, I was confused why I. I I have Rashad Penny over DeAndre Swift and I I don't think, I think you guys have the opposite. I I wanted to know why. Like, in this offense where running backs don't catch passes and we saw like that if you're talented on the ground, you can like work with Jalen Hurts and kind of, I know Miles Sanders had that zero touchdown thing, but like, In terms of, like, the yardage and the opportunity, to me, it just makes way more sense that if if Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift are healthy, that Rashad Penny is going to have the better season.
2: Yeah. So we have DeAndre Swift 75th at com. We have Rashad Penny 82nd. We're actually smushed them together. They're actually further apart. And, like, if you look elsewhere, like, a consensus at Fantasy Pro Swift's actually, like, 61st. And then, like, Penny is actually, like, almost 90th. If you could time travel to the end of the season, I think Rashad Penny will be way better. Basically, it's, yeah, I assume, DK, you're going to say no one thinks Penny will be healthy. Yeah, that's it.
3: Yeah, no one, no one believes that Penny can stay healthy throughout the whole year. And plus, if you follow the money, they they gave Boston Scott more guaranteed money than they gave Rashad Penny. But <laughs> like,
2: here's the, th- I, but what are we I, doing I think, here? I think follow you know I mean? the money like, though at running back is a mistake sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes he didn't get guaranteed money because he's hurt. Like like it's the injury stuff that's preventing him from getting egg. a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But here's the, yeah. here's my thing. I think with an injury prone player like Rashad Penny. That scares me when you're talking about like a top 40 player, top 50 player like J.K. Dobbins last year. I'm like, why am I signing up for all this risk Yeah, in the top 50? When we start talking about the 80s, that's about when you start pivoting from I would like players, you know, in the early rounds, you're kind of like, I want this guy to not make me feel dumb when I look back at this draft in three months. Then you get to the 80s and you're like, oh, these are the people who won me my league. And Penny, for play- Penny
3: could lead the league in rushing. It wouldn't surprise me.
2: Can we yeah. talk about how far this podcast has come? The first time we ever really argued was about Rashad Penny because I hated him and you guys loved him. And now <laughs> DK's like out on Rashad Penny and I'm, and I'm just like, I think if you're talking about like players, the select group of guys that actually win you a league, if Rashad Penny played 15 or 16 or 17 games, I don't think anyone actually disagrees that he'd probably have 1,400 or 1,500 yards. So suddenly we're like, Oh, maybe the guy drafted eighty fifth will get hurt. Okay, so whatever. He's your ninth round pick. Who cares? But if he stays healthy, he could win. The Craig win.
3: is high. Craig is by far the highest on Penny. By the way, I'm a little higher than you are on Penny for the San record.
2: Diego State sticks together. Go go Tex.
3: I'm not out on Penny. I just uh, uh, I just think this is a tough backfield to predict, and so um, I'm a little tepid on all of them.
2: My problem with DeAndre Swift, cool name, cool player. I'm out. You'll never get a discount on a cool guy with a cool player that just went to the team that was in the Super Bowl. It's all too sexy.
3: I still think he's actually good. I think his team hated him for some reason.
4: But it's Bonk. It's not like he's the picture of health, DeAndre Swift. Has he ever played a full season? <laughs> it's,
3: Correct. It's well, just, that's part of the reason they traded him is because he, he wouldn't play through injury. I just dare got he?
4: bonk
2: written all over it. <laughs> I just bonk everyone on DeAndre Swift. Uh, you guys want to get into we didn't talk about Europe last week. We could do that. We have crazy emails. And then also, um, I've tried to avoid this. It's been a week, so people are probably tired of this. Producer Kai wanted to explain baby gronk to me. I've tried to avoid this <laughs> all day. It just has really blown up in the last mm-hmm. 20 hours. And I've Have you guys digested baby gronk?
4: Yeah, listen, my my group chat has been a buzz today about Baby Gronk. <laughs> it's been a week. Can you so explain for us to the boomers game.
3: who Baby Gronk is? Because I feel like there's been a lot of Baby Gronks. Like Pat Fryermuth was supposedly Baby Gronk. Then you you get like other like uh, Michael Mayer at Baby Gronk. I don't know. People call everybody who's like big Baby Gronk.
2: Okay, DK definitely yeah. hasn't seen these
3: videos. This is like a young child. No, I know he's like. Ten years old or something? What is this? What's what's
2: going on with this kid?
4: I honestly I'm I, I don't I won't be able to do it justice. I don't know everything about Baby Gronk. So If if you want to right. take it if you want to have Kai come in. Kai, Kai jump in here. Come on.
2: Come in. I'll just Baby Gronk. I'm reading for the Athletics. Social media sensation, more than three hundred fifteen thousand followers. He's a ten year old supposedly next big thing in college football recruiting. Long story short, sounds like his dad really wanted to play college football and is now living out his dreams vicariously through his son. Um
4: He he got rizzed up
2: by Livy. Rizzed up by Livy. <laughs> Kai, can you explain to us <laughs> J- J- Zoomer Kai? Can you explain what Rizzed
5: Up by Livy means? Uh, honestly, that's even before my time. But all I know is that Baby Gronk is the truth. He's a legend, little kid that just has like, like you said, what did Come you say? five hundred thousand followers on Instagram? I-, I don't know. The thing just what came position across my does Twitter he play? Feed. Running back, I think. Okay. I don't know. Football uh, player. It, yeah, just it came across my Twitter feed, and I just can't get enough of it. And like there's a TikTok series where this guy, I don't know his name, I don't even have TikTok. But this guy no literally boy. just looks dead face into the camera and just repeats Baby Gronk did this. Baby Gronk did that. And it's just it's just hilarious. I don't know. It's, <laughs> you have to watch it. It, it. The explanation does not do it justice at all.
2: Can I, it's been a week. So people have probably seen this by now because we're because ba- we're recording this June 8th. I will just can I just read a quote from his father? I've had a plan for my son since before he was born. It's
4: playing out now. Oh, God. <laughs> and he got raised up by Livy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Livy? Is it- Livy is a, I believe a gymnast at LSU who oh, has okay, like yeah, who's yeah. like fa- who's like famous on TikTok, N I L, whatever. And I guess he visited LSU and rizzed up means to like, you know, seduce them or whatever. <laughs> it took me
5: it took me years to find out, uh, maybe a year and a half to find out Riz is short for charisma.
3: So yeah. that's yeah. Yeah, that's oh, something for I you. Know I didn't that. know
5: that for a oh, while. But... I mean I I knew that.
3: So Riz well, Rizz is so Riz can be used as like a noun and a verb. Like I've got Riz. Versatile. It's versatile. DeAndre Swift
4: her. has Riz, but I'm out on Riz guys. It's like to charm somebody. You riz them up.
3: Right. Okay.
4: So it's Olivia Riz. Christ, him we're
3: up. looking up Riz in the dictionary. What idiots are we? Okay. I'm, I'm glad this is why I'm brought on. I'm, I'm, I'm very, <laughs> very happy to be
5: like the baby gronk truther here.
3: I feel like honestly, Kai, when we were in Europe, the word Riz was thrown around quite a bit by our group. We're up with it. We're we're with it. We're I feel like Austin through like around. Austin, yeah, yeah. 90% of that.
4: <laughs> it had to be. Yeah, for sure. Austin was risen all of us up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've never felt older than right now. Do we want to talk about the Europe stuff? Give me a break here, Hyphens, Come on. Uh,
3: Yeah. Where did you guys go in Europe? Oh, Kai left. Should we flame Kai for a moment? Kai's like,
5: peace. I'm out. Um, I just—I thought my job was done. We were done with Baby Gronk. I didn't. Know I still—I don't
3: to feel say. like we really know anything more about Baby Gronk.
4: But that's again. the best part. <laughs> I
3: didn't learn anything. It's... <laughs> I still don't know anything about Baby Gronk. Famous ten-year-old. Um, it's, so,
4: it's so boomer of you that you want to learn about it. You know, you're supposed to kind of see it and move on. <laughs> <laughs> to be
3: clear, I'm not a boomer. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. Boomer thing to say. Mm. Who are you trying to convince? You think he protests too much. Yeah. So you don't
4: want a porn app?
3: I don't want a what? Nothing. Are you using millennial slang with me again?
4: He said you don't want a porn app. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh Kai, we we
2: were out to dinner. Can I embarrass you, Kai? Oh, please. I love it. Let's go. We got Kai. We found out that Kai has um less than a diverse range of, of diet. A limited Oh my god,
3: That's
2: oh a very nice it. way
5: to put it, honestly.
2: A highly limited palate. <laughs> Can you give us your Chipotle order?
5: Yeah, I just get uh, rice and chicken, extra rice, white rice, and nothing
4: else. Yep. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> How much does oh that cost? God. Is it the same price?
5: It's, yeah, it's the same price. I used to get extra chicken too, but then that got a little too expensive. So I was just like, we'll just stick with the extra rice, which is free.
3: We hung out the whole week. The whole week, all of us hung out. Um, but I think Austin was like... Truly losing his mind hanging out with Kai all week. Austin could not handle Kai's food orders. I remember distinctly at one point on one at one dinner, uh Austin and I both ordered steak and Kai got a steak too. Austin orders medium rare, I ordered medium, and then Kai orders well done. And uh, and Austin medium looks well, at
2: medium, medium well. Let's medium well. Straight. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Which is not a thing in Europe.
3: <laughs> and Austin just looks at me and goes, I'm gonna kill this fucking guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who it brought was, this
3: oh, guy? He was broken after that one. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was the, like the straw that broke the camel's back on that one. But yeah, that was great. He just, he doesn't like flavor. He literally, I think you literally said you don't like flavor.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I
5: Not a fan, you know.
4: Actually dislikes flavor. You must fucking hate Guy Fieri.
5: <laughs> I don't, cooking shows, not really my bag.
4: Flavor Town. They don't really have a lot on, <laughs> they don't have a lot on Pop
5: Tarts on those shows. So I don't really know. What I what, what there is to glean from that? Oh,
4: well. God. You're like a grilled cheese, chicken tenders kind of guy? I don't like kind cheese, of but chicken tenders. He doesn't yeah. like cheese. <laughs> not <Don't> like cheese. <laughs> not, not a grilled too cheese much guy. flavor. <laughs> chicken
2: tenders,
5: yeah.
4: It's
5: chicken it's tenders. too spicy.
4: <laughs> Bread, it's Holy too spicy. <laughs> it's too spicy. Well, the, uh, the Swedish meatballs we had were very, very um, under-seasoned. <laughs> wait, so wait, hold on, ka- hold
2: on, wait. We have to tell this story. So we, I, I think, did I skip the part? We, we went to Stockholm. Spotify like flew us out. We went to this whole thing. And we went to dinner. (laughs) We had six people. We had six people, like table for six. This is a busy restaurant. He says, yeah. And he said, uh, I don't have table for six. I have two, two, two. And we're like, yeah, that works. That's cool. That's
3: fine. We're coming in off the street.
2: We'll eat. Yeah. Yeah. Puts us at stadium seating. (laughs) So it's Craig and Liz are like above. Just
3: lording above us.
2: TK and I are <laughs> next to each other and the guy below. And we're looking up, trying to have
4: a conversation, up and below. And like my feet are like under Heifetz's butt, essentially. <laughs> like Heifetz is like sitting up against my legs. And then Austin is like sitting up against Hyfetz's leg one level down. It was like we were at the smallest concert ever. Sean Fennessy walked
2: in and like <laughs> looked like yeah. he was in a fever dream. Every ringer employee that walked in, because there was
3: a few people making their way through. Um, everyone that looked at us just started busting up laughing and taking pictures, which is always a good sign, right? Like you're doing something that's cool, I think. We were just eating. Also, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he was The kidding. laughing and pointing, like that means they like us, right? Yeah, yes. I, yeah, I think
2: so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's right. what I thought. Um, Craig, you also, you went to London. I did. For the first time. You told me you had London takes and I told you to save them for the show.
4: It's just better, New York. Let's be honest here. It's just better, New York. And we we tried to make our London and we failed. It's not. Did you good. go to York? Is York better than New York? I I don't. I didn't go to York. Okay. I don't know where that is. So um, it's in it's in England. So. I, I've never been to the UK. <laughs> Jesus.
3: It's in England. So it's the new England. the new ones in the United States, but the old ones in England.
4: It's wonderful. You know the walkability. Uh, new York is like very walkable, but also. The actual walking experience is kind of a disaster. You know, you're you're just like, there's a million people everywhere. <laughs> it's like a thousand degrees. There's like a homeless guy trying to stab you. There's like birds shitting on you. You're getting dripped on by air conditionings. Scaffolding is everywhere. Europe, dude, I was cruising around Soho, and you're just like, man, it is Tuesday at 3 PM and there's just like a bunch of lads standing outside the pub having a beer. <laughs> and everybody's drinking and hanging out, smoking cigarettes. There's motorcycles everywhere. There's pastries everywhere. Pastries. <laughs> they figured out paying the bill in Europe, by the way. Mm. In America, we don't know how to pay a bill. The, the paying the bill situation is a disaster here. Yeah. They are so good. All they do is they walk up to you. The tip is already included. You don't have to worry about the tip. They just hand you something. You tap your card. You leave. That's it.
2: Hyphens. How was Greece? I was going to just skip that. You want to just do emails? No. How was Greece? Give me two.
4: Two. Give me one minute on Greece. Yeah.
2: It's incredible. Santorini is like the most beautiful place in the world. Paris, Santorini. It's incredible. Um, How was the food it?
4: in Greece? I was actually
2: thinking, Craig, the, you, Craig, because you love Mediterranean food. It's like your favorite food, right? Uh-huh. I, I feel like I did your honeymoon for you before your honeymoon. He's scouting it out. I just scouted it. It was incredible. Yeah, good. Give me it, notes. Uh, grilled fish and just Ooh. Greek salad. Could live on it. Mm. unbelievable with the feta on
4: top oh the feta Do they
2: come out and they like bring you the fish like, they act, like the raw big old fish is like let us know which like instead you look at the menu you're like oh I don't know what, what do you think and they're like here and they just bring you like eight fish and they're like you want this one you want that one
4: let me know <laughs> you spick. pick I gotta say why the hell does America not do pastries well like everywhere <laughs> in Europe you the, the amount of pastries in Europe is staggering every other store sells like the best pastry you've ever had you walk around LA and I get it, it's LA, everyone's trying to be healthy, but like, man, the lack of pastries in this country and the lack of good ones is disappointing. I, I didn't Concerning. realize I can't believe America has been
2: out buttered. But man, the I know is better. How is that? How have we let this happen? We've fallen behind. I know we're behind <laughs> in math and science and all these things. Do that the Aaron, matter, Sorkin but speech, butter, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron Sorkin speech. Yeah. But for fucking, we're losing on butter. Chocolate? How, How do we lose
4: all this? Shit? Paying
2: for shit? Come on,
3: we we can't got no job, no
4: food. Our pets t- are falling off. <laughs> that was a dumb and dumber joke. <laughs> Fell off the jetway again. Yeah, man. I don't know. I I don't get it.
3: People eat cereal here for breakfast. You know, it's like the God. thing. What do, is that? What do you? What would say? What would you say is the stereotypical American breakfast?
4: Oh, I don't know. Maybe a pop tart. Okay, <laughs> that one coming. I'm a yeah. big cinnamon toast crunch fan. <laughs> I right, bet you are. I don't know how Kai's alive right now. He literally <laughs> told me verbatim, I don't really like flavor. <laughs> That's an incredible
3: quote.
5: It's he stuck. doesn't like flavor.
4: Kai, what about you? Kai juice. is a fucking gem. Um, Kai I mean, is not the, the best juice treasure. guy. Not
5: the best <laughs> <juice>. No. <laughs> I do love some Dr. Pepper, though. Dr. Pepper. What's wow, funny
4: is like you, you do like cinnamon toast crunch is incredibly flavorful. And Dr. Pepper is extremely flavorful. So
5: I- <laughs> let me let me amend my previous statement. I either like no flavor or all the flavor. There we go. I think that covers <laughs>
2: No it. in between. I don't think you know enough
4: about flavors to, to make that <laughs> flavor. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair point. You like, like, candy. <laughs> oh, <long streets>. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Austin was going to kill you because he kept saying, like, I like cookies. She's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Everybody likes cookies. But, like, like curry has a lot of flavor. I don't know if you would love curry. No. If you like Dr. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there, that's there are fair. differences there.
5: Yeah, maybe I, I need to think on it more. I need to get a
3: better, better log <laughs> line for me. I loved it. It made things way more exciting and fun. Just like the anticipation of waiting for Kai to order was so much fun.
4: Kai, can you please rank, can you make a top 10 power rankings of your favorite foods and then we'll read them on the next pod? <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: I'll do it. That's I good. got you.
4: What if we do a bit every single week during the regular season? Okay. Oh, Kai tries a new food.
5: Oh, I hate this. I hate this that's a cool. lot. I I'm don't passing like this. this
3: on because this used to be my bit. They, they made me try oysters in Indianapolis.
2: Oh, that's, no. <laughs> which is so fucking funny because you live in I live- a state that borders the, ocean.
3: I live like 10 minutes away from one of the most famous oyster farms in the state.
2: Oysters in Indianapolis sounds
3: like a like an album. <laughs> Dude, I thought I was going to get sick. I was legitimately concerned. We, it was like in this basement restaurant. You had to go downstairs. There was like shavings on the floor. It felt like we were going into Hooters. Shavings? Yeah, like wood shavings on the floor so they don't have to like sweep up or something. I don't know. You know how you go into restaurants and there's like peanuts everywhere?
4: Yeah. Five guys? That. Yeah, I, I do that. Yeah. I have, a, I have a controversial take. Oysters are fucking gross. What are we yeah. doing?
3: That's not controversial. Come on. That's
4: I, just, I, agree. I thought so too. And then one day it'll that's happen. Craig, you're close. You're you're doing general contract. I've had I've had an oyster. There are so many better things. It's like when yeah. you have to cover it in like sriracha and parmesan. Yeah. It's like maybe it's not good. It yeah. happens when you get older. Look, you just had a <laughs> zoomer
2: explain rizzed up. You know what I mean? Like things, life changes. Like I like martinis now. Like that's fucking weird.
3: Hyphitz oh, yeah. likes to. Or, uh, loves ordering. What is it? Dirty
2: martini, two olives? We're the same uh, age. Heifetz. Oh, I would just, I, you know what? I, I like oysters and martinis. You'll get there. All right. Okay. I think it's an East Coast thing. I think if you're from the East Coast, the yeah, East Coast douchebag thing. Yeah, probably. Do you want to do emails? I didn't say douchebag.
4: That was you, but it was implied.
2: Yeah, let's do, an, let's
4: do an email or two. A uh, uh, couple
2: notes. We asked for celebrity couples last week. We somehow forgot Russ, Russell Wilson and Ciara. I don't know how we forgot that. <laughs> That's because they're that boring. I know. <laughs> Reggie Bush and Kim Kardashian, we also left out, which I forgot about, but wow. That was a while wow. ago. I'd also like to just shout out Samantha, who last week we were talking about uh Flex. My girlfriend Jackie dropped the body of Christ to church. We were talking about that. And then Samantha said, my phone must have been listening in on me because I got an ad on Facebook today and it's for a communion cup with wafers. And she's like, it's not <laughs> like I'm walking around Googling like body of Christ. Like, How do
3: I get body of Christ in me? Um, so
4: that's yeah.
2: weird. That 100% happens. Email us at at ringerfantasyfootball.gmail.com if our podcast has ever led to other weird targeted ads. But I want to read one email from Mike. Mike. Mispronunciations. Mickey. So again, we've been talking about mispronunciations, missayings, all that. Roughly 15 years ago, I was a fresh-faced college graduate who took an entry-level IT job at a medical organization. After about six months... I gave a presentation at our corporate office and some changes that we were making to cut costs. Looking back at it now, I realize I was a lamb to the slaughter because the changes (laughs) were unpopular, but I did not know that at the time. So there I was trying my best to get through this presentation amidst an increasing chorus of people discontent, grumbling and looking annoyed. And as the complaints uh, complaints reached a crescendo, the lead doctor and CEO finally raised his hand and stopped me. He stood up, and trying to throw me a life raft to calm down the crowd, says to everybody, all right, folks, let's take a breath and look at this from the 10,000-foot view. And instead of me just shutting up and letting this man bail me out, I immediately say, absolutely, that's a great idea. I then proceed to turn around, walk over to the huge floor-to-ceiling window, stare out the window and say, that is a beautiful view. Uh,
4: Oh, no, no. You got to uh, quit. I gonna uh, quit on the spot. Just keep walking. Just keep going. <laughs> Don't stop. Don't look back. He it's actually to, really
3: funny. Like if he had like, like <laughs> pretended like he meant to do that, that would have been even better. That's, well, that's like really an good.
4: arrested development bit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he says, I continued to stare out the window for a few more seconds. And then I turn around to a bewildered crowd. I then realized the CEO did not literally mean to look at the view. And then my soul left my body.
3: I have secondary anxiety or whatever you call it. Like empathetic anxiety. (laughs) Like that is awful. That
4: is terrible. Secondhand embarrassment. You got it. I hope you quit, Mike. I hope you immediately just (laughs) moved across the country. Move to a new city and start a new family. Change your name. It's too late.
2: Uh,
3: and then- it's too late. If you <laughs> well, already had a family, leave them. Yeah, I know. You don't bring anything like connecting you to that city.
2: Like, you guys don't want protection, Morning, but it's like we got to start over,
3: Marty. You <laughs> w- up witness protection. <laughs> don't. we should squirrels. have witness protection for like really embarrassing moments. <laughs> That's that. the next tech startup, Craig. Instead of like reinventing the bus, let's just do witness protection for people that are just want did out of Did you their
4: absolutely ruin life. your social life in a really embarrassing way? Come to us. <laughs> did you we'll shit fix your pants it? at work? Uh, you know. Wait, we'll, should it be we'll like a
2: dating a app, but you? you could switch lives with someone else who did something embarrassing?
4: Oh, wow. That's good. Cringe. Wow. Cringe. Instead of hinge, it's cringe. Oh, that's good. My God. <laughs> oh,
3: my God. <laughs> I really like that. That's, thank you, uh, man, man, for opening that's up. That's yeah, brutal. That's shout so out brutal. Mike.
2: Uh, there's also we also <laughs> run a little long here, but we did also get an answer to the question last week about um the what everyone's waiting for when you are fasting for 40 days if you don't eat food for 40 days do you poop out your fat
4: mm. or do you pee it out? That's how you lose weight, right? You have to you have to you have to expel the weight. The, you're the burning fat.
2: something, so
4: you right. got an answer from Josh. Josh, thank you, Josh. Is Josh, I'm sure, is Josh qualified to get his answer? He's an AP
2: bio teacher. The answer is neither. You breathe it out. What? Josh says, I'm an AP biology teacher. This is right up my alley. Poop is the unabsorbed remains of your food. It's all the stuff your body was unable to digest. So how do you lose weight? When your body's breaking food down to provide energy for yourselves, carbon dioxide is created as the byproduct of the burn. The carbon Hmm. dioxide is released when you breathe out. That's why exercise helps you lose weight. The more you exercise, the more energy your cells need, the more carbon dioxide you get rid of. So the too long, don't read is poops, what we can't use. And the stuff we do use, you breathe out.
3: That's interesting. Wow. I have never heard this. Did you fact check him? It sounds unbelievable. I, mean, I think
4: it's true. I mean, I'm sure it's true. He's AP bio teacher, but like, I've never heard that. That's interesting. So, it's, so when you burn the fat in your body while you're exercising, the, the, the CO2 that you release is a byproduct of, of burning the fat in your body. So but what if, what if you're not working out and you're just breathing? That CO2 is not coming from. Well, you're still anything.
3: using energy to literally function like to breathe and to have your heart beat and all that. So it's it is burning a little bit of, but you're probably taking it in way more than you're needing. And I can't gaining. wait for
4: the next diet craze to just be like breathing fast. Just breathe hard. <laughs> just breathe hard enough. The new the new diet
3: craze, hyperventilating. <laughs>
4: Grab Which a brown is brown paper honestly, bag and go Craig, nuts. It,
3: it makes more sense than not eating for
4: 40 days. Let's be honest. Honestly, anything does. <laughs> Remember the like vibrating belt from the, like the 80s that that makes more yes. sense. Yes. Do you want to another- jiggle it
2: around? So Russell Okung who said he fasted for 40 days, let's be real. He probably had to eat it at night, right?
4: Probably left that out. That's so what somebody who tweeted us said that he was probably eating at night and just not. He didn't the day. mention that. And Got so off I on up a technicality. The, yeah,
2: I signed up for AkungFast.com. Here's the day two newsletter. I, can I read you a little tidbit? You saw about how sure. he fell in love with idolatry. It's quite the thing. With idolatry, it, yeah. If I'm honest, I loved deceit. I didn't want to know. Deception was an intoxicating drink that never left its cup empty. I would continue to drink from its chalice for the next 20 years of my life. My entire existence was built upon it, but I knew I needed to break free. I lied. I cheated. I stole to stand on top of her altar. I often thirst for her. Are, her we, talking tri- are we
4: talking I, about eating? What the fuck? Are are wait?
2: What? He's talking <laughs> what's about, going on? I think, the concept of being worshipped by other people. Her okay. lips drip honey. Her speech is smoother than oil. She gave me the world. And what's worse, she gives you your world. Okay.
4: And then he's like, anyway. So I just like jogged a bunch.
2: Don't do yeah. this diet. Anyway. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's all Let's we fight. got.
2: Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai. Uh, thank you, Austin, for being here in spirit. Thank you, Russell Coon, for the Kung Fast. What are we, what I'm a hungry. I got to say. FantasyFootball.thereo.com have updated ranks for you. I think actually, we're recordings ahead of time. I think now. Check out fantasyfootball.thereo.com. We got updated ranks. Mm.
3: Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Adele. For just standing there.
4: <laughs> Parking and barking.
3: <laughs> Parking yeah, park and, and bark. Bark. That was one of the big uh like arguments against Rihanna's uh halftime show when she was pregnant. She wasn't like dancing around as much as normal. Well, wow. no, she had a little people people need to chill
4: out. She's pregnant. She had her little park and bark plat levitating platform. She was going up and down. Yeah. So that was she impressive. moved a little bit. She had some subtle gyrations. She's like kicking and stuff, yeah. To get the crowd in a tizzy. Yes, she got me pregnant
3: I will say live watching it live it kicked ass I think everybody was a little bit shocked that when we were in our post Super Bowl show like talking about how awesome it was because I don't think it translated as well to TV people but didn't li- like it. watching was it, it live sick
2: I yeah. think it was popular I mean 100 million people saw it so I think there will always be people People are going to have takes about.
3: in this world pretty incredible so. if
2: 100 million people were like yeah great see
4: shout out Adele <laughs> keep parking and barking. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise.
0: All right, goodbye to think.